By the way, if Daniels doesn't start and Carson Beck puts up 50-something points, look for the inevitable quarterback uh, controversy stuff because, you know, we can't have nice things. Uh, I, can't, I don't have the stomach for another one of those. <laughs> Honestly. Like, cause, and, then, and then Beck will get the job, and then he won't make it in the pros, yeah, and then Daniels, Daniels will be a thing. And they'll be like, oh, Kirby Smart picked this guy over this guy. Well, yeah. did this crap forever. What's up, Georgia football fans? It's soon to be Saturday in Athens once again. This time with a full stadium and your Bulldogs running out of the tunnel as the number two ranked team in all of college football. 3.30 p.m. and beautiful weather predicted this Saturday kind of makes you excited that it's only a couple days away. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall and you're listening to episode 275 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and this is our Georgia UAB preview show. In it, we try to predict what the Georgia offense might need to do to get off to a good start and put some points on the board early. Also, with the minor injury news of starter JT Daniels, we try to break down and speculate on how much we might see him on Saturday. Later in the show, we go over SEC picks for week two, and we reveal the giveaway winner to the drawing of the Georgia Clemson creative photo edit that I shared on Twitter earlier this week. It's a fast-paced, fun show tonight, and as always, we appreciate you taking time to join us. So let's just jump on into it. Here's Will to kick us off. Guys, uh, Georgia won. Georgia that one sounds made up. We have not we what I've seen on the internet. We haven't really. Uh, it's weird. I went back. You know, one, one of my favorite things to do in the long off season uh, was till we built our lanai and we have our little uh, television outside. Your ejections. My of, leech Alexa, Alexa nocturnal activity That's initiator. Right. I thought it was ejection. Um, it's not. There's an That's, E in there somewhere. Yeah, it's later. This, or is that yes? yes. <laughs> <laughs> Him finding the acronym for lanai is the new figuring out the time zones. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I needed a great laugh today. Yes, that's what I needed. But um, the, I, the, one of the things I like to do would be able to watch highlights of like the Cincinnati game or like the Alabama to practice what it was going to be like when we watch the game and see it. And so I and you know, there's, there's great highlight packages. The Victor's Valiant uh, YouTube channel has a really good. There's a lot of really good like like 23 minute packages. In fact, I think it was a Georgia fan that does one with the Georgia radio broadcasts mm. yes. that is put together with the highlights, which is really really fun and a great way to watch it again. And it's funny. It is this is de- this was definitely not a game that lent itself. To that kind of highlight package, correct. Which is to say, you got a lot of different shots of DJ getting sacked, which was not unpleasant. But then, you know, it's in the same way that uh, it starts to. It, in the, and when you watch it, the game, it's really exciting. And when you watch it in the highlight package, it's like, oh, that's just all that's happening. It's just more. Uh, and and the, then you make sure to watch the one touchdown play, and mm-hmm. then and then you see them uh, get the first down at the end. And it was that kind of game, and. I, no one, I don't think anyone's going to have any complaints about it I don't at all to any stretch of the imagination. And so, Tony, I'd like to start with you because you were the one of us that was there. Uh, what was the vibe like there? Um, the vibe was amazing. Um, I, I, I want to go back to the highlights in a second. But the vibe was amazing. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday, but it, I can't overstate I can't overstate how awesome it was to be in a full football stadium. And, and we've talked about that. Listen, we... Uh, there is, uh, there was still plenty of tis tisking, and however you want to look at it, I, I, I'm, I have a vaccine. Guys, get vaccine, and then we can worry about this less. But having said all of that, um, were people being totally safe? 
No, of course not. It was a football Saturday in, in Charlotte between the number three and number five football team in the nation. And this coming Sunday, whenever the Packers and whomever they play in Green Bay, you're going to see similar ticking, even though there are places in the NFL that are requiring vaccines now. Um, I did not have a single thing. I mean, you know, we were mask going in and out, um, but I did not have a, I didn't have a single moment where I was like, um, I, I'm this. This is super concerning to me. I, I guess uh, maybe a little bit when it was so packed in, but again, I work at a law school. I'm on campus every day. I'm I'm around people a lot, and if I can understand where if you have not been around people a lot, it can be overwhelming. Um, having said all of that, um, the game looks great on television. The game, the, way, it, really, yeah, really the game. By the way, the game is being replayed right now on ESPNU, <laughs> and uh, we're about to see my favorite moment of the replay, which I had the opportunity to watch yesterday or, or Monday. That is the realization on Brent Venable's face that his defense is not going to stop George's running game in that last drive. Right. Um, the look on his face in the the realization, it is absolutely the look of. Um, um, so do y'all, I, I don't know why you remember this, but uh, there was a, a, a great World War II movie um, where, um, I think it was Midway, where um, the, the Japanese admiral realizes that um, his carrier was about to sink and he was going to have to get off. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know my World War II history well enough to, to name Admiral, but the look on his face is of of grim determination and, and recognition of fates to come. And that's the look Brent Venables has on his face after after Zamir White goes for the 12 yards or whatever he goes for uh, here in just a minute, actually. Uh, that's the a live play-by-play. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I'm sorry. I just didn't realize it was it was quite that close. But that's the look of the Hollywood villain yeah. who like yeah. who is in the plane just before the Cry- missile yeah. hits. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he looks, he's like, and this is usually accompanied by like, Oh crap! Or yeah. something like that. Or like Hans Gruber and Die <laughs> yeah. Hard. Yeah, when he's so he had, his is more like I'm falling, and yeah. like his is more. That's the freeze frame moment. Yeah, right there. There it yeah. is. There it is. It's right there. See, <laughs> that's it. Right. So, oh, um, yeah, but, but the, the thing about it is, like, I've I've had this debate on on the Twitters just a little bit about everybody's like, yeah, but I'm like, listen, we, I'm not willing to debate. Oh, well, I'm not willing to. Um, to outright deny that there are a lot of things Georgia needs to think about their offense. But I think there, it was a game plan. It was a feature, not a bug, especially fairly um, fairly well into the second quarter where it was very clear what Clemson was doing. Look, I, I went back when I looked at the game. I was shocked because I wasn't really paying attention to the game how deep the safeties were. Uh, especially early, they were dropping two deep safety and sometimes three deep safeties, fifteen yards down the line of scrimmage. They were just Benavides was basically saying, "You're not going over the top," which leads me to this: Brent Venables, who is one hell of a defensive coordinator, certainly believed Georgia had that offense in them because that was the defense they played. Matter of fact, they sold out and said, "You can be us for a run game if you think you can." Didn't quite came a little closer. Which is not generally the game plan people have against Georgia. Not the game plan people have against Georgia because they figured if Georgia's going to beat us, it'll be over the top. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure we recognize, which may have spoke to their worries about their defensive backfield a little bit, as maybe well. a little bit, yeah. maybe. I, I want to make sure that we really hit on that point because I, I, I still am of the. I still look. 
as I said all along, the under was going to hit. And, <laughs> as uh, I also said, <laughs> vehemently incorrectly. So I was, uh, I, I was just, I want to make sure we understand that Brent Venables didn't call a cover three shell uh, out of the gate because he thought Georgia was going to run the ball down their throat. Right? That's not what you do. You do it because you're a little worried that Georgia's going to be able to take the top, the lid off your defense, the top off your defense, and go deep. And give them credit. They prevented it. It's just that Georgia's defense was that much better. And I, I we could be wrong when we get midseason and we get to Florida or whenever, but I think Clemson's defense is super good. And I think that was a product of two teams with super good defenses playing each other. Yeah, and the other interesting thing was uh, seeing the guy that we talked about all offseason, Brock Bowers, yeah. <laughs> catch five balls. Just yeah. kidding. We, I didn't even know he was on the team, really. Um, but, you know, the, the interesting thing, when you, when you think about the offense as a whole and kind of what we're dealing with today with the news that is breaking with uh, um, JT having kind of a rib injury and being questionable for Saturday, was that we didn't have Washington. We didn't have Blaylock. We don't have George Pickens. You know, but they still found a way to at least just be – not going three and out every single time to put something together to put pressure on them and then what we just saw for the second or third time at the end to be able to truly put the game away because there's been other games in recent memory where you're just you're having to punt it, punt it back to them and then they're getting a long pass play or something I was worried after that field goal by Clemson you know with eight minutes left that this was going to be kind of like what we'd seen before where they just kind of they've been bending and not breaking and finally they break but yeah to their credit to really the linebackers kind of ruled the roost it was like we had three little Roquan Smiths not little but three (laughs) Roquan Smiths running around out there with uh, Adam Anderson Nolan Smith and then Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, number 17. Yeah, think about it for a second. Too. Yeah, I, was like, I had to up. think about yeah. it a second. But yeah, I was um, like, wait, he, he, he forgot the obvious ones. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but Our yeah, favorite jazz singer. We had a bunch of friends over here watching it out here. I mean, it was, it was enveloping. Even the kids who typically don't pay that much attention were just, it was almost like they were waiting for the defense to come back out there uh, to watch them play. And did y'all see Spencer Hall's tweet? I retweeted it. It was oh, based yeah, about, about the, the tennis ball. Sa- oh, God. That was perfect. I yeah. did not see it. What was it? It was so, the best metaphor. It was essentially, uh, George's defense looks like someone's thrown a tennis ball into a crowded dog park. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Is, yeah, ex- yeah. Of course, Spencer yeah. nails it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny. You mentioned that, that first down at the end. That's actually what they didn't do against Notre Dame a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And that's what made that game so scary was that Notre Dame actually – I mean, if we're going yeah, to go way back, Nick- that's what they didn't do against Nichols back right. in the day that got oh, scary. Right. Like, there have been games like that where they've not gotten that first down mm-hmm. and the defense has had to hold off. Often they do because the defense sure. is good. But I think that speaks to the larger thing, which that, and I want to keep this in mind and kind of be on the record about it before because the season is long mm-hmm. and Clemson's probably not going to lose another game. No, there's. And so. When that happens, you're going to see a lot of Clemson fans saying, "Well, it was ten to three, and the only game was even up, except for the wide receiver." Uh, according to Dabo, the wide receiver messed up the thing play, and otherwise, this was a tie game, and these guys played evenly. And that is not what it felt like to watch that no. game. Oh, agreed. That is not what it was like, and 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 Clemson will tell. Like I guarantee you, there weren't Clemson fans watching that game, being like, "Wow, this is back and forth." We're this, just about there. Yeah, like that. They, like they, that's not what it was like watching this game. I, I think it's important to remember that as the season goes along, because Clemson's just going to keep going up because they're not going to lose another game, right. and they're going to look at the scoring and be like, "Wow, ten three, and it was just an interception, pick six. That's the only reason they, they they got that. Georgia was the better team in this game and controlled the game. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't mean they don't have things they have to work on. 
It doesn't mean they blew them out. It doesn't mean they were in a position to where they didn't have to sweat at all. But certainly the notion that, oh, it was just the pick six is just not true. And I would argue that's proven by the fact that Georgia got that first down at the end. That is the difference between this game between other games in the past. And I think that if there's anything you want to look at, never minding whatever worries about the offense, when it came time for them to run out the clock and get the first down, they did against a fantastic defense. And so we should keep that in mind. There are obviously things they have to work on in offense. And it's going to, frankly, maybe going to be a long time, I would argue, until they are in a situation like that again where they have to run that first down to get the first down to finish it up. Maybe Florida, or maybe they're up by more in Florida than that. It may be a while till they do that. It's, I think that is, of all the things, obviously the defense was great, but that, I'm so glad you brought that up from the beginning, and I'm so glad we're watching it right now, is that first down at the end, that is what championship teams do. They close out games. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did. And so the the idea that the offense was just bad or Clemson's defense was so dominating, I don't think it's evidenced by the fact by the facts because when they needed to get the first down at the end, they did and they got the win. Yeah, and seeing Dan Jackson sitting on the sideline, Walk on linebacker, uh, now yeah. safety, Dan Number Jackson. 47. Guys, yeah, if you haven't heard, Kirby can't develop players. Just recruit all them five stars up in here. Um, I, I think it's, it does bear. I think it does bear mentioning that, um, regardless of what happens with, with JT this week, um, I think we have a. Um, a, 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 a imp- it's important that we. Think about UAB in in context of the game we saw um, Friday night. I'm sorry, Saturday night, because I think we will see a different game. Um, even if JT doesn't play, I think we will see a different game. Um, unless, I mean, I guess there's a world where UAB comes out in a, a cover three shell, and if they do, good on them. That means they paid attention to what Brent Venable's defense did. I think the difference is, is UAB's athletes are not quite George's athletes and, and they're not Clemson's athletes. They're not, I mean Clemson's athletes also. Yeah. So you now we have we have lost football games in that situation uh, where where a team played the exact right game, exact right defense against Georgia, and Georgia played in their hands. I don't. And I'm talking about the South Carolina game a couple of years ago. I just it's just hard for me to see Jeff Munkin doing that. Um, Jeff Munkin basically took um, he took whatever Clemson was given them. He called a lot of underneath passes, and yeah, there were, I think there were some shots. I, I, Jeff Todd, whichever Monken yeah. it is, yeah, I don't know. Of, we, we got I was confused. I was like, did we hire him too? Yeah, we probably <laughs> did. We got a lot of former coaches on a the staff. A lot of consultants. Um, you, I think you have. Which one is it now, Todd? Todd. Uh, Todd I think Todd. <laughs> this is like I, me with Nick Fromm. It really is. I think Todd will. Um, I think Todd will. You know, figure out something to play because a lot of you are like, well, you know, JT Daniels is average pass depth. There were we. Quit going to the deep pass, and maybe we should have after the desperation throw that was an interception. Uh, easily JT's worst throw of the day. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm everybody's like, well, you know, this isn't Jacksonville State. Oh, this, you know, the UAB played a really good Jacksonville State team, scored 31 points against them. I was like, okay, fine. That is a very, very nice way of saying Clemson's offense. Right. If that's if that's your take, if yeah. that's your takeaway, and I'm not saying that UAB won't score points on Georgia, but I, I I do not think we will go the rest of the season holding teams to three points. Um, but you, you, I think you have to like squint and look a certain way to think there is um, there's any comparison between UAB's offense and Clemson's offense, and frankly. UAB's defense and Clemson's defense, yeah. and UAB is good. They've got they got top twenty five yeah. votes. Yeah. Like this is not they might they might win that they might be they might win the conference at least be toward the top of it. 
but you know, I mean, this is that's UAB. The quality of UAB is something that should concern a team like maybe if they're playing like South Carolina uh, in their in their off week game, not Georgia. And this isn't Georgia twenty sixteen either. Right, right. So agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, it, to me, it feels. You know, I, I do think they show you some 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 different stuff. I think the defense is going to be similar, but uh, I mean, obviously not quality of players. But I think that strategy is going to be going to be going to be. Uh, well, they got a fifth year senior yeah. starting quarterback who can sling it, and he's kind of it looks like a dead ringer for Brock Vandergriff's brother, <laughs> uh, redhead with a mullet. Um, so he's been around for a while, and is it Bill Clark? Uh, I think yeah, the coach? I, think, I think he's still the coach. Yeah. yeah, he's he's done a great job since they resurrected the program back in seventeen. I mean, they've been to a bowl game I think yeah. every season. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, it's not not a team to sleep on. But you know, I heard Jeff Dancer talking about it yesterday on the radio. Where and he, this is it's really how it is. These guys are just one little percentage point, maybe five percentage points off of being recruited by Auburn or Alabama. Maybe they're two inches too short. Right. Maybe they're 20 pounds too light. Maybe they don't run the 4-8-40 for a linebacker or whatever. Maybe they do run a 4-8 because George is looking for guys that run 4-4 or 4-5. They're super talented guys. I mean, And I looked at their roster. I think there's like 13 guys from Georgia, pretty much the majority from the state of Alabama. So you know that they're going to be loaded for bear trying to yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to play the number two team in the country in their stadium to try to shock the world? Because there's already been a lot of uh, top 25 upsets in, after week one. Yeah, hello, Washington. Oof. 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 Yeah, they got a big uh, matchup. They're, they've been yeah. touting that matchup with Michigan, and ABC's <laughs> oh, yeah. probably like, what are you doing? ABC's like, come on, man. Okay, yeah. we'll take Montana. We'll take yeah. Montana and Michigan. Yeah. Uh, the last, and to me, uh, kind of looking at the game itself, this is the game where uh, – Todd, not Jeff, uh, Monken. Uh, <laughs> you say so. <laughs> is like this is like that's that's the question I think they're going to want to answer most immediately. Absolutely, right? is not so much that you can score a bunch of points, but like show that show you've something. got yeah, show that you've got like five star talent. Mm-hmm. Like you've got you offensively, got, yeah, offensively. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that's that's what you're wanting to show. And Put I, something on tape. Yeah, <laughs> but, and 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 I think that's that's going to be the, the plan. Like certainly. I don't. I don't. This does not feel like a forty-two to seven blowout to any stretch of the imagination. But it feels like a game that they can win comfortably, and it feels more to the point. A game like they, it feels like they're going to want to score points early. It would not surprise me if they win the toss, they get the ball first. Like it feels like a game where they're going to want to put points on the board fast to show that they can and that they will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what when when UAB has the ball, you're really going to watch the Tyler Johnson Trey Shropshire connection. Um, I think he had they had 350 yards passing. He had 180 of them. I mean, rece- receiving. Um, they did run the ball fairly well against Jacksonville State too. Is that uh, Dion's team? No, that's Jackson. Jackson State. Oh, Jackson okay. State. Oh, I'm sorry. I State. Call, I called him Dion. Yeah, sorry, Coach, Coach Sanders. Sanders. Coach Sanders or Coach Prime. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, so you know they. Um, yeah, Jacksonville State are the Gamecocks in Jacksonville. I don't know. Jacksonville, Alabama? I don't know. They're in eastern Alabama. Um, so I should know that because uh, Wayne's, Wayne's dad went so there. So there's a difference. Jackson State and Jackson State. Jackson State is in Mississippi. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also a difference between Jacksonville and Jacksonville State. Yeah, Jacksonville University are the Dolphins. That is where Artis Gilmore played basketball. Right. Um, and Hugh Durham co- coached there before he came to Georgia, if I recall. Um well, thank you for tuning in to Georgia basketball history. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, the, you know, I think, you know, def- defensively, they don't. I, 
I just it's hard for me to. Uh, you know, they they hold a good Jacksonville State team, an FCS team. Hey, they gave uh, Auburn fits a couple of years ago. Jacksonville yeah, they, State, they oh, did. I remember that. I they did. That um, you know, Jacksonville State is. Uh, I mean, they threw the ball moderately well. You know, not not fantastically. About like you would expect against a UFC team for FCS team versus a, an FBS team. Not Montana. Um, yeah. I'm, by the way, or Northern Illinois. Oh, Northern Illinois is not FCS. My bad. Yeah, they're 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 Mac buddy. They're Mac buddy. Um, and now Georgia Tech is the um, so I mean I think I think the one thing I guess the one thing that would even modestly concern me about um, about them is they do have they do have a couple of big play guys that could connect and make something you know happen against Georgia. Um, I, I think I agree with you. I think Georgia, in a reverse in the course of they win the toss, they will they will take them all. Uh, I think they would like to get out there and you know not screw around and um, and make a statement. It's interesting. Kirby's never really been the, the statement guy. I mean, he's always yeah. like, "I'm going to play my game." Um, this feels him running the ball down Venable's throat at the end, which absolutely is the right call. Felt a little bit like a statement. And if he really wanted to be Steve Spurrier, he would have scored a touchdown. Right, right. right? It could have. Georgia could have scored a touchdown there. Um, but I think he did the right thing and just taking the – you just take the win and – I don't think he wants to blow out UAB, but I think he wants to score. Oh, yeah, no. Like, like yeah. if like if the third string still scoring on UAB, it's going to be a blowout, right? right? right but right, right. he is not going to um, – he is not going to go out there and intentionally put up 65 points on them. Yeah. Get a fourth again, quarter running clock again. He's still not Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Oh, okay. Kennesaw State, Georgia Tech this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kennesaw State is not yeah. bad. By the way, a listener sent me, uh, was an odd shark, but it was a similar uh, score predictor. Kennesaw State 32, Georgia Tech 28. Don't you dare. Don't Dude, that would be so. I almost include them in the pick em, and we'll get oh to the pick em, just because I thought somebody out there is going to take the shot on that. But, oh, my goodness. Hey, remember in the preseason, we, we kind of broke down Tech's record and we were saying, oh, maybe they'll eke out four wins. Northern <laughs> Illinois was one of those. Oh, Kansas was one, too. Remember, Northern Illinois is bad this year. Like, this, <laughs> they're a bad football team. Like that's not, they may be the worst team in the MAC. Also, Collins today, I don't know if you saw, suited up no, at saw linebacker. Oh, okay, uh, sure. Really? He did. He's a, he's a scrappy, undersized, walk on size. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not in his head, but... So, uh, do we want to dig more to the game, or are we going to start talking about the atmosphere, this being the first... Uh... Well, I think the only the other thing I want to add to the game is this is also a game where you're going to try to figure out a couple other things. Um, you know, Jackson... Uh, c- c- Coach said Jackson was ready to play, but he only returned punts. Um, don't be surprised to see him in the receiving role a little bit. Maybe even Burton, some. What about I mean, JT I mean, Daniels? not Burton, Blaylock. Uh, yeah, the only thing I've heard is he is questionable with a core injury. So, my if I had to guess, he'll play a couple of series, right. and if unless things are going poorly, he'll they'll take his helmet away. That'd be my guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen two two things on it, so it's hard for me to say what that means. I could be wrong. But it was very evident that Carson Beck's number two. I mean, that was in yeah, everything yeah, I've read. Yeah. He's definitely he's going to be the first guy you see yeah. after uh, Daniels. By the way, if Daniels doesn't start and Carson Beck puts up 50-something points, look for the inevitable quarterback <laughs> controversy stuff because, you know, we can't have nice things. Ugh, I, can't, I don't have the stomach for another one of those. <laughs> Honestly. Like, cause, and then... And then Beck will get the job, and then he won't make it in the pros, yeah, and then Daniels, Daniels will be a thing. And they'll be like, oh, Kirby Smart picked this guy over this guy. Well, yeah. did this crap forever. By the way, did you see Dwan Mathis, I think, was 7 of 20 or something? Yeah, it didn't go well. Did not really didn't go well. have a great game. Uh-uh. I, mean, I mean, to be fair, he's playing Rutgers. He, 
big, a Big Ten team. Yes, darn straight, Big Ten team. Uh, New, New York's Big Ten team. <laughs> no, Syracuse, Syracuse is yeah, yeah. Sy- Sy- Syracuse, yes, yes. That's <laughs> the battle for the soul of New York City. Yes. Uh, this week is yeah. Rutgers, uh, Camden, and Rutgers. Syracuse. Yeah. So. But yeah, it is. But so you mentioned being at the game. Yes. This weekend, uh, and so I went to the <laughs> Illinois game, which I get uh, to go to my first game. Yes. Yeah, oh, I have not been to a game in Sanford since that rainy Texas A&M yes. game. Yeah. I didn't get to one last year. Yeah, six hundred something days. Whatever yeah. I said in the email, I don't know. Fifty eight. So you know, it's funny. Uh, if you'll give me a moment, I'm going to plug my book again. For Please a do. Yeah. But I wrote uh, "How Lucky." My book's still available. Uh, That's pretty from, good. Uh, Wherever books are sold. Wherever books are sold, including Avid Bookshop. I'm proud to report there are signed copies there. They're on. They are on hand. I physically see them. They're not in the window, but they're there. <laughs> um, the point is, is um, in that book, you know, a large part of it is about tailgating. Mm-hmm. A large part of it is about because the idea of it was if I was going to have a the book is not about football but if I was going to have a book take place in Athens over the span of one week it felt like almost sadistic not to have it be a football week and so I wrote it and most of that stuff was written in 2019 when I did not know a pandemic was coming the book came out in the pandemic it was sold in the pandemic but I did not know the pandemic was coming so once we sold it I went back and edited everything it was remarkable how kind of emotional I got uh, uh, re-editing and going over all the stuff about tailgating because it really felt you know I I was doing heavy edits on that book in July of 2020 mm-hmm. and August of 2020 and it really felt like when are we going to get this again and I and I think it's good because there's something uh, wistful I think about now the way some of that stuff reads about tailgate because we have not been able to do it for two years now we'll get into the full crowd at the game but I mean the thing that last year I mean I, we, you went to how many games did you go to last year uh, two. Yeah, I think I went to two Tis or three. Over, yeah. yeah, and the thing about it was, like, it was. Listen, I was happy. I was happy to be at the game. Was, yeah. I was glad to be able to watch a game, and I actually did not think the atmosphere was terrible. I like, I didn't like, I didn't. It didn't feel. I went to a couple baseball games where there were no fans in the stand, and that atmosphere was terrible. Oh, that must it, have been so bizarre. Yeah, it was. It felt, I, I joked it was like watching a game in an airplane hangar. Like it was not pleasant. You, it felt like there were fans there. They weren't loud, but it was still different. But it felt like there were fans there. You, it was it resembled a normal sports fan experience, if it's not actually as good as the real thing. Not having tailgating turned it, and not having the atmosphere surrounding the game. Because some people would be out. I saw some people out grilling in like their yards or, or so on. People went out and got together. But not having that game day atmosphere, I have to say, took a larger percentage of the joy out of the experience than I would have thought. And and just that notion that everybody's out. And I know some people, as you kind of touched on, some people are more comfortable with that than others. Some people are less comfortable with that than others. I, I, I'm, all I am is anti-tisk tisking these yeah. days. That's where I am. I am anti-tisk tisking wherever you are. Though, please get vaccinated. Um, but more to the point, like that vibe where, hey, so what are you doing Saturday? Where are you going to go? Where are you catching that? Where are you going to meet you over here? What time are you going to be there? Awesome. That is something that is not only like great for college football, it's great for a community. It's great for like I like talking to you about when we're going to you. I'm talking about seeing Robert Wolf, talking about seeing like everybody. Like for me, that is is a joyous, very vital part of what I love about being a Georgia fan and living in Athens. And the fact that that's been gone from last year, I'm excited about the game. I can't wait to get in the game and go with my son. I'm going to go with William. Um, but I, more than anything, that of having people out and having people out doing it, having people, and I can't wait. Like, I can't wait. And I, is it, 
are we entirely 100% uh, caution free the way I thought we would be at this point? I don't, I don't think so, but I also think that we are so much better off than we've been at any other point over the, over the last year. And I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm, I, I, I'm, this is what, I mean, it's, this is what it's been. This is a big part of a lot of living in Athens and being a Georgia fan that's been gone for two years. And, uh, uh, I'm going to try to, uh, hopefully I think everyone will be able to really appreciate it for what they've missed for the last year. Yeah. I've gotten phone calls, uh, fraternity brother of mine called me yesterday. was like, Hey, I haven't been to a game in seven years. I'm going to be up there. Where can I yeah. meet up with you? I was like, Hey, you can stay at my house if yeah. you need to. Uh, you know, next week I got some friends coming up for the game and that's something that you're right. Wistful is a great word for it because last year, I didn't really get into football as much, even though I wanted to. It was like it just couldn't it, it couldn't happen or it just wasn't happening for me because even watching the games like compared compared last year to watching this Georgia Clemson game. I wasn't there, but we had it cranked to oh, the yeah. loudest volume oh, yeah. and it was crazy here. And watching games last year, you could have heard a pin drop. In Even the way. Alabama game was, felt like a little yeah. diminished yeah. last year. That yeah. might have been Stetson Bennett. Well, it could have been. Um, so I, I think his, uh, just talking briefly, I didn't really talk about the pregame vibe in Charlotte. I, you know, we stayed at, we, and it was intentional, we stayed in the south end of Charlotte at an Airbnb. And um, our, our place was intentionally low-key uh, because we do have some some people that, that were at the mm-hmm. game who did not want to be around the crowds that much. Um, but on the way in, I, I walked by Robert. I saw Robert at his tailgate spot, and, and a lot of his crew were still around. But it was very clear, based on the detritus that was strewn about that part of Charlotte, <laughs> that there had been people there, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. Um, I think that is what we should expect for Saturday on campus. Um, I, you know, I, I've sent my traditional Monday. We got to tailgate this weekend email to y'all, and uh, y'all being Scott and Will, yeah. uh, no one else is invited. It's just I actually don't tell my kids. <laughs> the um, the other thing is that um, you know I I suspect. Um, I suspect we'll see about the same percentage of people wearing masks on, going in and out of the stadiums we saw in Charlotte, which is ten percent, maybe. Um, you know, and I look if you're you're that worried about it, I, I don't I don't know, don't come I, or or get there early or, or right wear after, a mask and enjoy the game. Or wear a mask and enjoy the game. Right. Do your thing, right? And, and right. hey, I respect I respect yeah. all decisions on this. Other than I don't I don't care about you, and you can't make me get a vaccine, right? <laughs> you're right. I can't make you get a vaccine, but right. I, I do. I mean, I, you know. I do think you should, yeah. but you know I think we are. I think you're right, Will, that we are in. We're actually in a place that is a little surprising. If you had asked me a year ago, would we be fully in person and contemplating uh, a full tailgate, full stadium? Because remember, a year ago we were just now getting right. to the point of okay, there's going to be football this year, right? Right. Um, now, if you'd asked me in June, I'd have been like, nobody's wearing masks. Oh, in June. Everybody's nude. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. It would be, it would be right. basically... Yeah, it would, changed at the end of July. Yeah, it yeah, it would felt. be Caligula, too. Yeah. And um, This the, time it's personal. This time it's personal. <laughs> the Caligaling. Um, I think the first one was the Caligaling, yeah. too. Lots of Caligaling. Yeah, there's a lot of Fair amount. Um, so... <laughs> Did you lose your there. train of thought? <laughs> I really Sorry. did. I thought <laughs> Helen Mirren and stuff. Anyway, um, I, please I feel free to lead that in. But, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, like I, 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 I it's not. Listen. Uh, my kids aren't vaccinated yet, yeah, but they're also kids. Like they're kids. They're in school all day, like at a certain level, you know. And 
I, 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 I have a bit, I'll have a mask with me because I have a mask, always have a mask with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm, if I'm around someone where it feels like it might be, it, make, it might make them uncomfortable for me to not have one, I will have one. But like, we're a football game, we're outside, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. But I'm vaccinated. Like, like we're not, it's not June, it's not Caligula 2, the Caligulinus. <laughs> but uh, it does feel like it feels like the first real game. It feels like the first real game. It does. And uh, and I and and I, I can't. I'm, I I think that is how people will treat it. Yeah. And guys, go have fun. Please go have fun. We have been. I, I realize some of you have have been been very uh, very very careful. Um, and in my mind, part of being careful necessarily entails there does come a point where you step out. And I, I, th- I, I can't say when that point is for you. I, I know when that point was for me. Um, and again, I, I have a different tolerance than everyone else than and everyone else does too. Uh, and part of that has the fact that I like you will. I have kids in school every day. Uh, all three of mine are vaccinated. Thank goodness. And uh, but I'm also FDA. Uh, yeah, FDA. Right. I'm also walking across <laughs> campus every day. I'm also in a law school full of students. Yeah. And the fact that it's you know it's packed up or I have I mean I had four people in my office today having a conversation we had a mask um, because the office is not you know it's it's not last season's baseball stadiums Mm -hmm. but you know also it didn't feel weird at all being in that space with four other people and I had no idea the vaccine status and I'm not I'm not I'm not allowed to ask at this point I don't care it's not that I don't care. I, 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 mean, I, 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 want, I want people I know to be vaccinated, yeah. but it's not. I'm, it's you're not more a worried about them. If I'm more, again, if I'm talking to someone that's not vaccinated, I'm much more worried about them than I am myself. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so I, I just I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, I am so like we, you know, Wayne and Tiffany and I spend a fair amount of time um, uh, drinking bourbon and talking about tailgating, um, and we have and we're going to screw it up. We're going to G day this up anyway. But we've we've talked about this first tailgate multiple hours and and just trying to like make sure we get it right because it's going to be a big deal it's gonna be fun and I, i'm so excited to get to do it and i'm i'm i'm, I'm ready i i'm and and i'm hoping frankly by october we're not like by october november even that level of concern is 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 lessened. yeah we got two games in september two in october two yeah. in november home games home games yeah. yes yes and then, and then we get to go to Georgia Tech at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Too. That'll be glorious. That, too. That feels like a game that that uh, the ticket's just going to go down and down mm-hmm. and down. And, and the down. game time's going to move up. Oh, up, yeah. That's definitely a new That might be 11 oh, a.m. like Virginia and <laughs> Illinois. This yeah, week. Virginia yeah. Illinois is 11 o'clock this morning. That's... But yeah, that game's you're gonna go get to be able to see your Knicks play the Hawks. I know that's that night, Knicks Hawks, the night of uh, you're gonna be able to take a nap. I knew that because I'm a huge Hawks fan, of course. I know nobody loves the Hawks more than Georgia football fans in September. (laughs) That's me. Um, (laughs) but I'm excited. This this is what we've been waiting for, and I, I don't, I don't want that. Like again, I, you're right, Tony. I know everyone can. Everyone has their own things, and some people are more compromised than other, and everyone's got to make their own decisions. But I do not want that to stop. Like you're listening to a Georgia football podcast. Yep. Like you are engaged to what's going on. You are connected to the sport. You are connected to the environment around the sport. The idea that a lot of that's going to be back this weekend, uh, even if you decide not to want to be a part of it, I don't see how you can't find that at least somewhat exciting. I agree. Yeah, third. I third that. 
Is that a thing? Uh, not as exciting as was the Washington-Michigan promo I just saw on ABC, but mm. pretty exciting. Uh, what do you got for us, Scott? we got a couple things. Um, first, I'd like to mention that our podcast partner, El Barrio, El and Barrio. the Pine Bar. That, and the that, by the way, that is, I, I've been studying because I'm going to Spain in November. Yeah. So El Barrio is Spanish for the Barrio. <laughs> I know I know it's the. I don't know what Barrio is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> just, Barrio's neighborhood. Yeah, I'm just, so I know, I'm just that kidding. That checks out. I've, I've, I'm saying that because if you just say, if you remember, remember the key, the key to being in a foreign country is if you don't speak the language is to speak English loudly. <laughs> <laughs> that will help them understand. Right. Just say it loud, slowly if you need to. You know, the French but really love that. Slowly <laughs> and loudly is the best way to get them to understand. <laughs> I, I, I know that, I know that like there are people listening to this podcast that think that like, like you know, Will's some like weird lefty, the uh, uh, New York media liberal, but like, I am the most uh, Midwestern farm country ugly American. Like, in, I'm, I, I know no other languages. I think other languages are stupid, and uh, English is the best. So, uh, so remember, just speak it loudly and slowly. So, if you're in Seville, Will's the guy saying, "Don't you speak English?" <laughs> like, loudly though. A gordita. Do you have gorditas? <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of El Chimichanga. Why do you not? El Barrio has a wonderful chimichanga. What's wrong with you? Uh, speaking of speaking of El Barrio, we uh, I, I did have the same uh, listener, Rusty Close from Atlanta, ask about places to go and hang out before the Isbell concert this weekend, and was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, El Barrio's got a fantastic outside space, a really really good selection of tequila and other drinks." Uh, so I, that was that was my first recommendation to him, just because of ease of location, outside seating, and uh, really just because of the pork belly. Um, well, I mean, so. there's probably going to be a lot of people coming up this weekend, Friday or Saturday, and they're out of practice, you know, and, the, yeah. you know, you're going to get those texts from from out of towners, people from Atlanta or Macon or Augusta driving up saying, man, it's been two years since I did this. What should we do? Hey, El Barrio or the Pine Bar or the Root, if you just want to get a good bourbon selection like Tony's Wellers mm. uh, that he likes to drink. Um, so you really can't go wrong. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, get a high score on Golden Tea. While you're down there, I know that's a, a you know a mission of mine. Whenever I'm down there, I've got a certain tactic that I use. I never pull back on the ball. I just flick it flick forward it, yeah. with both. I think people sense. have been doing that for 15, 20 years. Can you get the strength on that when you do it that way? Does it? Does it is you know what you can't do is you can't like slice it or hook it when you right, right, when you right. do that way. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, Golden tea strategies good. will be our next podcast. Yeah, that's our next podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Isabel show. By the way, are we are we done? No, with no, our, are we done with our run? Are we? Is that, is that our ad run? Well, I'll do I'll do this later. This part, yeah, no, no, the ad, the yeah, ad, ad run, the ad run is finished. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm glad you brought up the Isbell show. It's an active weekend in Athens, yes, Georgia. It is. For crying out loud. Uh, and and like Isabel's playing a outdoor show. Uh, if you're going to go, make yep. sure you have your uh, yeah. your 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 vaccination card with you. Um, which which I, again, I think I said this before, but I got mine laminated. Yeah, and but finally so, get to use it. But so but I keep showing it to everyone when I and, and they're like. I've never seen one of these. Like, it's just laminated. Like, it looks like all the other ones. It's just laminated. Uh, anyway. There's Jeff Munkin. 
but uh, yeah, the other market. Not, um, still, still not our offensive coordinator. But I, I'm, I'm curious what that's going to be like. That's a, that's a pretty big act to do outdoors. Yeah. Uh, at uh, at Terrapin, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be there. I'll be there. Alex will be there. We even sprung for VIP tickets. We did too. So we'll, like, we'll see you there. We'll be, see you there. The, if it was less about that, more just like uh, just making sure Alex has a reliable bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Was the, yeah. was the main idea. Yeah, so. homie, don't do Porter Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we, we are. Well, I love music. I do not love music festivals. So I like seeing the individual band, and then but the idea that like in a big field, where everyone just crapping in a hole. Uh, not really. Not the really people with the glow sticks. Uh, yeah, you've yeah. been to very different yeah. music festivals than I think yeah, I've been to. <laughs> the noodling. Oh, the, yeah. the, uh, uh, my friend Christy Moore calls them widespread dads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is an excellent uh, way to explain. Yeah, the noodling, the widespread uh, dads. The widespread that was dads. you know they were they were widespread college guys back in the exactly. 90s, now the widespread, now widespread dads. Widespread dads. Now the widespread dads. Yeah. yeah, I've got about six widespread songs that I'll listen to, and the rest I can't. Yeah, I, I don't think I've made it past the like the first thirty seconds. But I don't like fish, and I don't like like Humphreys McGee. I yeah. don't like the Grateful. Dead. I love I love that's, Fred, that's not my stuff. That's yeah, not I have stuff. to be in the right. Oh, mood. I'm in the minority of my friends. I'm kind of like yeah, 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 that's not my stuff. Yeah. I, I just kind of like songs that have like structure and choruses and verses. And I will and go see things. Bush and live play. Okay, now I would see widespread <laughs> before I would see Bush and live. I will before. say I will I would go see them before. That. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I digress. Maybe, maybe uh, twitch a little bit. Seriously, digress. Like, can you imagine what that live dude looks like now? I saw him two years ago. Is he looked it great? Yeah. Look the same. Actually, Gavin Rossdale looks like he's uh, been working out. So yeah. I better. I Yay! Know. It's not like uh, the Cat and Crows guy who still has. Who has a I saw a picture of him. I didn't recognize him. Well, but he still has the hair. Wait, oh, sorry. He, he still quote has the hair. Mm. Um, but yeah. So anyway. So go see us. If you're, if you're there, look for us in the VIP yeah, we'll section. Be, yeah, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be enjoying it. And, you know, I think uh, next week on Friday, I think the Connells are playing at Georgia Theater oh, before really? South Carolina. Okay. And then yeah. the Monday after that, the Black Keys are playing the Classic Center. Oh, the Keys are? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's happening, guys. Center. It's Cl- happening. Yeah. So. And the sword was awesome last week, but we don't have to get that. <laughs> yeah, did you? Have, I read your piece. Oh, they're so awesome. I had never heard of the sword. Uh, just like dumb Austin death metal. Just, Will yeah. went to a, a concert by himself at the Georgia Theater oh, to see the sword. Uh, 14 people, right? Uh, it was awesome. Though. Yeah. Was you it ha- packed? It was not. They did not have the balcony open, so it looked more packed than it, it was. It was like Ole Miss Louisville. It's definitely the shortest, <laughs> yes. Definitely the shortest amount of time I have ever waited to get another beer. Yeah, wow. <laughs> at a wow. concert. Yeah. So I would, I would go with that. Yeah. Um, so before we get into kind of the trivia and kind of some statistics on UAB, I'm doing a giveaway. Um, a little bit of backstory for me. Uh, not only do I produce podcasts, but I'm a video editor and I take photographs. And when I'm not doing any of that, I like to kind of tinker the same way uh, Tony would tinker with recipes, the same way Will would tinker with writing something extra, mm-hmm. uh, writing an article. That's what I like to do. I like to do stuff on the computer. So it uh, something it just I started messing around with Photoshop and I put together a little. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Almost like a vintage look game piece uh, memorabilia. So, uh, if, if you follow me on on Twitter, and uh, I think you know most of y'all that listen to this probably do, uh, I put the the photo on on Twitter, and I was like, look. I'm just going to give this thing away, frame and all. Um, if you would uh, comment or like or retweet this, I uh, didn't. I thought maybe 50 people would do it. 
500 plus people, um, you know, about 300 retweets, uh, no, about like 120 retweets, about 300, something like I was kind of blown away with it. Um, so thank you for, for the interest. It was, it was a very nice compliment, I guess, virtually given to me. So some lucky person that entered, uh, is going to soon be the proud owner of this Georgia Clemson, the pick six, uh, it looks great. I'm looking at it thing. And maybe I'll get my podcast co-host one as well. Another thing I'm going to do is if you purchase one of my uh, photo prints, any of them, on my my web store, I'll include one of these in it. So it's almost like a buy one, get one. Not really, but you know what I mean. You get something extra. Buy one, get something else. There you go. Buy one, get something else. So, Will, if you will I would be draw honest. a name. Okay, this is paper. This is paper going through. I'm shuffling. I'm Just one? Yeah, just one. That's all I got. Okay, here we go. Here it comes. William F. Leach. Oh my God, it's mine! Who would have thought? That's amazing. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna read the bio of oh, the person. Okay. So they can. So they can be like. They can be like. Oh, maybe it's me. If I see my yeah, name. Or maybe they'll say. Maybe I should change my bio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I, maga hashtag maga diamond and silk. Okay. Here we go. Uh, University of Georgia alum. Georgia Bulldogs, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta United, I Atlanta like Falcons, hashtag save us, Kirby. Instagram. Should I give it's Instagram? Twitter. It's Twitter. No, no, I know, but he's got his Instagram in there. Should I read it? Sure, if it's public, yeah. Instagram, pictures be crazy. Oh, okay. The winner of this is Cliff Colley. Cliff Colley, congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Cliff. Cliff. One F in Cliff, which I appreciate that. that that's that's unique. That's yes. awesome. Cliff. So congratulations, Cliff. You're the proud owner of this. And um I, and follow I, him on follow on Instagram. Yeah, apparently. I've heard of his I, th- I might follow him on Instagram. Oh, okay. Pictures that that's a very unique uh, Instagram handle. So go follow Pictures Be Crazy. I love that Instagram handle. Sorry to uh, uh, Nail K, you were the next one. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. But Nail K is not following us, so mm. that's probably why. Dun, 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 dun. Well, thanks. Uh, I just read off names. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we you can. Should, here, I should probably take this away from Will. He's <laughs> yeah. going to start digging Ooh, through. Hello, Bob. <laughs> so, George is playing UAB. Can you tell me how many times these teams have faced off before? I think it's two. If they, if they were before any before two thousand, I don't remember. You're correct. They played uh, in October of two thousand three. Okay. Oh, that was the David Green Miracle Game. Georgia won sixteen to thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they played in September sixteenth, two thousand six. It's special to me and my family because that was my son Jack's first football game. Wow. I've got a framed picture of him. I we even have the socks mm-hmm. that he wore oh, shadow cool. box. I have the cutout of the that's paper. Very cool. And he's our firstborn. Yeah, the yeah, second and third Walker and Vivian. They nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. welcome. Welcome to being a. a I don't think you, you haven't seen either one of them in weeks. <laughs> I haven't seen either of the other two <laughs> in weeks. But uh, the interesting thing about um, the 2006 game, which was the last time UAB came here, was that it was Matthew Stafford's first start. Yep. So the headline says "New Dog Unleashed." I always felt that was wow. appropriate because it was Jack's first game, uh, Matthew Stafford's first game. Georgia won the game 34 nothing. On that game as well, so uh, you know, good by all. On also, that. Peter King uh, did his NFL uh, Super Bowl prediction this year, and he predicted the Rams and new quarterback Matthew Stafford to win the Super Bowl. So it'd be wow. exciting to have a Georgia quarterback, mm. UGA West, win the Super Bowl. Wow, I heard that Tampa was going to win again. Tampa, yeah. Tampa Bay. Oh, I get the. Yeah, pretty loaded. I, I do not approve of puns. So. He does. He also has the Bills playing in the Super Bowl, so oh. it's kind of exciting. Okay. Huh? Interesting thing. I think we've brought this up a years past on the. Um, Podcast, but the starting quarterback for UAB is now the country music singer who sings "Body Like a Backroad," mm. Sam Hunt. 
Oh yeah, you brought that up several times, yeah. <laughs> and I have I have yet to give a sh- each time you brought it. <laughs> he's a little bit of bro country, but uh, I'd say he's a lot of bit of bro country. I'd too give no shits. <laughs> he's a lot of bit of bro country. Go see Jason Isbell, real country. Says the guy from Illinois and New York. Um, in 2003, uh, interesting part on the game is that Billy Bennett hit a field goal with 13 minutes left in the game to go up 16-13. Can I remember, I was on the sideline, uh, I had a sideline pass that game, and I wasn't taking photos because I didn't know what a camera was back then. Um, but I remember just the the feeling in that stadium, it was gut-wrenching. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you're up by three with 13 minutes left. There were three possessions by UAB after that, and then a late interception by Georgia uh, sealed it for him. But that was not great. It was one of those kind of Nichols-type yep, games. I remember feeling. that. Yeah. I think we lost to Florida the next week, maybe, or uh, I remember that right? Yeah, you brought that up. Uh, I'll, I'll bring that up a little bit later okay. in this uh, segment. Um, so uh, UAB versus the SEC, we did this last week um, for Clemson, where Clemson had not played. Uh, Arkansas was the team. There are two teams that they have never played. Okay. They've never played Alabama, and they've never played Kentucky. You can imagine. Alabama, yeah. They ain't going to play them. Yeah. Yeah, they ain't going to play them. Bama's scared. Yeah. Bama's scared. Um, They do not have a winning record against any team. Uh, They beat Mississippi State, and they beat LSU. Those are their two victories. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so now i got trivia. Okay. You interested? Yes. Okay. What conference does UAB play in? CUSA. Conference USA. I'm glad you got that right because I, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't have told you. Home of before. near upset. Uh, I thought for certain yeah. it was the Sun Belt. Nah, How many good. teams are in Conference USA? 105. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 16. 14. 14. 14. Um, can you name the schools in Conference USA? <laughs> oh God, no. I said there were 16. <laughs> let's go. Let's 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 do uh, right, hot yeah. potato. Yeah. Go. go All go. right. UAB. Correct. Uh, Cincinnati. No. Oh, sorry. Not Cincinnati. Sorry. <laughs> Tulane. No. Tulane's not in Conference USA. Mm. Uh, I think, oh, a, well, a, I think a, it might be Sunbelt. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's so hard to say. Uh, East Carolina. East Carolina is not in Conference USA. Did you look at the wrong thing? No. Right, I'm, 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 I'm going to have Chad <laughs> fact, yeah, fact okay. this. UTSA. Yes. Texas San Antonio. So also. That feels, that feels a little like. Yeah. If UTSA is in it, then. Illinois. Oh. <laughs> UTEP. UTEP. Okay. Wait, so what? I'm sorry, what? What? Oh, American, yeah, because they're in the American. Tulane's in the American. Okay. Uh, oh, he's right. It's, I don't see them anywhere. Yeah. Oh, this. Okay, I, I can't answer this because I've looked it up. But it, it's this, crazy. This conference is a mess. It is. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason. Well, if you if Go you listen, if you listen, all right, Marshall, Florida Atlantic, Western Kentucky, Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, and Florida International of the East. The West are UAB, UTSA, Louisiana Tech, North Texas. Rice, Southern Miss, and UTEP. I mean, this this really, literally was a, hey guys, we need a conference and we need Florida and also Texas, right? That's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's your that's your. They it looks like they only played. Well, some teams played as many as ten games. A few teams played just five last year. How many teams in Conference USA? Has Georgia played against? Georgia has an 11 and 3 record versus current members. I have to go back and look at the list again. Uh, so we know they've played UAB. They're, UAB is 0 and 2 versus uh, Georgia. They also have played Southern Miss. 
Southern Miss has a winning record mm. versus Georgia. That doesn't. Southern me. Miss is three and two. You remember that Jim Donnan game where uh, they beat us eleven to seven oh. back in his first season. That's not great. Um, let's see. Um, who else have they played? Let's. We've got to play Louisiana Tech at some point. Uh, no, no. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. That was the 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 game in your book, right? Will? Yes, that's correct. That was uh, recent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rice. Rice. Because they were supposed to play him last year. Correct. Yeah, they were supposed to play him last year. That's why that's the game in the book. Because I was I wrote that thinking that was coming to the twenty twenty season. Nice. Uh, inter- interestingly enough, they uh, they've played Rice and they're they're zero and one versus Rice. Western Kentucky. Yes, they are one and zero versus Western Kentucky. How many teams are left? You got North Texas. They're one and zero. Okay. Oh, the, yeah. That, that that was the game that I, that was one of the first game that was 2013. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was, was the first okay. game I went with my dad to that. Florida Atlantic. Yeah. They're one and zero. It was okay. miserable. I remember the North Texas game was absolutely miserable weather. It rained the entire time. And then uh, Marshall, because Jim Donnan. Oh, yeah, Marshall. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I misspoke. Georgia's 3-2 and two versus Southern Miss all time. Okay. Well, that's better than 2-3. Yeah. Um, today is uh, September 8th. We're recording this on September 8th. Um, do you know what happened, um, what, 11 years ago? No. Yeah, nine years ago on this date. September 8th, 2012. 12. Uh, give you, I'll give you is, a phrase. Is, is that is that the Boise State game? No, no. Old man football. Does that ring a bell? You mean grown man football? Old man football. Grown man, old man. It was Missouri's first SEC game. They played Georgia. Oh God, I knew that because I just I literally popped up a picture of Wayne and I out there. Yeah. How yeah. was that? That it was. They, were, they weren't ready. <laughs> um, we ended up tailgating with Robert and Chris Burnett, and uh, literally. They were so nice. They were letting us into, like the fraternity guys were letting us into the fraternity house to use the bathroom. It's a mistake. Um, mistakes were made. It was it was a great scene because we owned the campus. They weren't ready? Then. You know, I, I think Georgia struggled in the first half of that game, and then it was Jarvis Jones yeah. taking it over. Yeah. I will say I miss Dupree. Let's just leave it at that. Speaking of things that happened in Missouri on September 8th, uh, it has been 23 years since Mark McGuire hit his 60-second home run. That's that makes you that feel oh really old. old. 23 years. Wow. Yep. From the, the chase with Sosa. The 60-second yeah. home wow. run today. It's 23 years ago. Man. Oh, yep. wow. Yep. Uh, we are decaying. Mm-hmm. Um, other interesting fact, you know how uh, if, you know when Missouri and Texas A&M joined the league in 2012, we've always lamented the fact that Georgia will, has never played at Texas A&M. Well, it made me wonder who. What's the schedule quirk with Missouri? Who hasn't played there, or where have they not played? There is one team. They haven't played on the road at. Correct. Um, Auburn. That's right. Is it Auburn? They played That's Auburn in the SEC championship game. Yeah, but they <laughs> go there next year. Okay. To Auburn. Yeah, I was saying who. Okay, yeah, I was trying to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so this uh, the home opener is on 9-11. Um, this will be the latest home opener since... No idea. 2009. Okay. When they uh, played uh, at Oklahoma State the week before. Okay. Lost. And then uh, played South Carolina yeah. at home. Um, and this is also the first time since the span of 1952 to 1958 that Georgia will be starting three consecutive seasons on the road away from Athens. Yeah, last 19, year. 19, 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. That hadn't happened since the 50s. 
and coincidentally, those games were in 52, Nashville, Philadelphia the next year, Tallahassee the next year, Atlanta, Nashville, Atlanta, Austin. Wow. And that run of uh, mm-hmm. years starting a season away from campus. Away from campus. Um, okay, so finally, in 2003, we talked about this. Georgia barely beat UAB 16-13. to 13. A week later, Georgia lost to Florida 16-13. to 13. Uh-huh. They made it to the SEC championship game that year, but they lost to LSU 34 to 13. <laughs> so take that uh, what you will. And then the last time that Georgia played on September 11th in 2010, they lost to South Carolina 16 to, th- to 6. Oh, I was oh, hoping to say 13. I was going to throw something through a window. <laughs> it's not my window, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. You want to do uh, fun office? Let's, 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 let's knock that out. I, th- I think I ended up putting the Georgia UAB game on there, even though it was a yeah. super widespread. Should we go over results from last week? I don't know. Is Tony in first? Not yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the season stats, Basin Dog. Good follow on Twitter. Basin. Basin. Basin Dog. Yeah. And uh, it's actually his birthday day. I sent him a happy birthday oh, tweet. Oh, cool. So Is happy he first? Birthday. Yes. Awesome. He's, well, he's tied for first with John B. Crow. Okay, sweet. Um, Bass and Dog? Yeah, he got 50 points yes. last week. Went 9-1. Nobody had an undefeated week. I did very poorly last week. Did not do great. Mm. I don't even know where I am. Oh, I'm 91st. Yeah. I went 7-3, and three, but the confidence points yeah. never do well. All right, so let's make our picks for this week. Let's go with uh, a team that had... Some of the worst uniforms I saw last week. I know they're trying. They're trying really hard, but they're getting too cute for the uniforms. They have a very good-looking uniform and helmet I'm traditionally. Pe- I'm, I'm picking Pitt. No, it's North Carolina State. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was North Tennessee. Uh, North Carolina State goes out of conference to Mississippi State, who had to really hit the accelerator in the fourth quarter to beat La Tech last yeah. week. All right, give me North Carolina State. Give me North Carolina State. Really? I, I, I'm, I'm, I, li- I like them this year, and I, it just feels like the wheels are going to come off Mississippi State yep. at some point. Keep, keep one of those I'm going to go with Mississippi forward. State. All right, then we got uh, East Tennessee. No, it's Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt <laughs> goes to Colorado State. They both lost last week. Colorado State lost to South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think – I've been to Fort Collins. It's lovely in Colorado State's favorite, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I'll take the Rams. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to take Vanderbilt to beat. But hey, they win. Good on them. Yeah, it's hard to take them to take them. Okay, let's go to the flats. Uh, As we've mentioned before, Kennesaw State goes to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's favored by 13 and a hook. (laughs) Look, their quarterback's out. I'm picking Kennesaw State. I am picking Georgia Tech, but I promise you, here's my solemn vow on the We'll never pick them again. If Georgia Tech, I don't care if they, if, if Geoff turns them around entirely, I will never pick them again on this podcast. If, uh, hey, Stephen Godfrey. Yeah, Godfrey. Uh, even if, uh, even uh, if Georgia Tech is win. I'm taking Georgia Tech, but no. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech's going to win as well, but man, I would love to see them lose either in a heartbreaking fashion or just get blown out. I'll take either one. Southwest Conference game is mm-hmm. happening and with future SEC opponents. Uh, Texas goes to Arkansas. Um, Arkansas looked okay. 
Last Texas week, looked really good. Texas did yeah. dominate Louisiana, where everybody that was the cute pick in yeah. the offseason that Louisiana was going to give them a hard time. Yeah. But uh, Texas ranked 15th, and they're uh, just coming off a 20 point win versus La Lafayette. Um, what do you I, think? I still think Texas wins. Yeah. I, I, a couple years from now, I think Arkansas is there. But I think that, I, that they didn't look great last week. They're still, they're still a work in progress. I think Texas, this doesn't make them back. It does make the beat Arkansas. Yeah, I think Arkansas is going to be looking ahead to that game against Georgia Southern next week and slip up against Texas. <laughs> um, how about the Cyhawk? Ah, Alaska. Hey, not it's not Alaska when there's two top ten teams. I don't two disagree. top ten teams. I heard a stat. This is the first time they're both ranked. First time they've been ranked the top ten. Okay. Okay, that's still amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an awesome game. Like Iowa looked great last week. Iowa State did not look great last week. But Iowa State is a team that cl- some people like Nicole Arbrock had her, had them in the playoff. Yeah. And frankly, Oklahoma didn't look so awesome last week. So if there's a year where someone's going to jump up and bite them, it would be them. But I also think Iowa looked. Pretty far and away the best team in the Big Ten West last week. This I think this is such a tough game uh, because also people I was won like five in a row. They didn't play last year. They won like five in a row. Of these I'm taking Iowa State, but this is my lowest confidence pick. Um, I'm I just I really want to pick Iowa State too because I I guess maybe because I want them. I want them to be whatever it is that we think they can be. They have traditionally struggled with um, Northern Iowa when they start the season with them. I, I just, I would just look far and away. They they look competent on offense for the first time in seven years. I got to pick Iowa. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they don't have Ohio State this year. They've got a cakewalk schedule up until they meet Penn State. I, this could be the year that. Kirk Ferentz maybe has been waiting for for however long he's been there. Uh, but I'm going to win the, the Big Ten West. I'm sure they'll find a way to disappoint their fans uh, later in the season. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Iowa on this. Um, they did look good last week. Yeah. Probably start paying their players. That's how they're going to disappoint their fans. We got a border bash battle. Okay. <laughs> Missouri, uh, Missouri, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I think they touch. They do touch. Okay. Do yes. Touch. <laughs> After I said that, I'm like, wait a minute. I was, I was <laughs> poisoned. Yeah. We got a border match. South Carolina and Tennessee. Yeah. Not, sorry, South, Car- South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota and Maine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who, who's playing? <laughs> Missouri, Kentucky. Missouri at Kentucky. Um, I... Kind of is, this SC, is this a CBS? Like, since it's the only SEC on SEC? Um, no. No, they're doing U.S. Open. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm willing to go on a limb here and say that um, I, I picked Missouri and Kentucky both to be pretty good up against um, pretty good up against Florida uh, for second place in the conference. I, I think this game probably determines who's – Third place in the re- I'm sorry the, the the division I think they're this game probably determines at least third place. Um, I'm willing to say that uh, Missouri is more there than Kentucky is. I'm going to take Kentucky. I am too. Yeah, mainly because I picked Kentucky to fix sec- finish second in the East. Got to hang on now. That's not happening if they lose this game, right? So I got to go with them. Okay, uh, in Denver, we've got an old Big Twelve matchup: Colorado and Texas A&M. Texas A&M, Texas Absolutely. A&M, big. yeah. 
Then um, the one that uh, the team that you thought was in Conference USA, I still don't know what conference they're in. Uh, South Carolina versus East Carolina in Greenville. South, really, uh, Greenville, in Greenville, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, wow, that is. Ooh, I, I, I'm willing to based on what I saw in South Carolina last week. Granted, it was a, a not good team. Uh, I'm willing to say this game's going to be dicey early. I still think South Carolina wins, but it's uh, East Carolina. It looked. They had a pulse against App State, which I was surprised, especially in the first half. I'm going to take South Carolina, but uh, this is also a little <laughs> You don't like it? Yeah. I don't yeah. like it worth a damn. Yeah, I picked South Carolina to almost go for the season, so I hate that I'm doing this, but uh, I'm pulling for Zeb Nolan, former Oconee County quarterback, mm-hmm. until he plays against Georgia next week, so I think uh, South Carolina is going to win. And then we got the the Johnny Majors Bowl. Pitt. Jimmy Pitt. At Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee's high on themselves after that rousing, terrible 31-point victory over Bowling Green. Uh, they got a new quarterback transfer from Michigan. They're pretty proud of him, and they're proud of their new tradition that Josh Eiple's bringing, whatever it is. Um, I don't know either. Uh, Stomp on the devil. Stomp on the devil. Pitt. Give me Pitt. Uh, I'll take uh, – I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee just to make it interesting. It's a noon kickoff, so – could be a little sleepy in Knoxville that morning. I'm, I'm going with Pitt. Oregon is uh, limping into Columbus uh, this week. Their their star uh, defensive tackle or linebacker is hobbled with a leg injury. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, Not great. Yeah, Ohio State. I think Ohio All State. All the points. Ohio yeah. State, big, big, big. And Oregon, Oregon really struggled last week. They looked not great. Uh, they, but Fresno's, yeah. Fresno's probably a little better, we thought. Yeah, the problem is their quarterback looked um, – Correct. Looked like they were playing Georgia. They were not playing Georgia. I mean, if if uh, if the Pac-12 wants to get in the playoff, they need Oregon. They need to UCLA. Not. They, they need, need UCLA, UCLA to yeah. keep doing what they, they did at the LSU. Yeah, yeah. That's what they at this they point, or a USC to be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We we don't know about them yet. And then at three uh, thirty here in Athens, twenty six and a half point favorite Georgia takes on UAB, a team that they've never lost to, although they did have a scare against, as we documented. Probably too much back in uh, 2003. Or no, we documented what happened in 2003. Probably too much. We, but I digress again for the second time in this podcast. You know, I, I do think uh, that reading the tea leaves or Twitter, uh, whatever you want to call it. it <laughs> Read like, tea leaves instead. Tea looks, leaves are nicer. It looks like that uh, JT Daniels is experiencing some kind of upper body torso injury. I know that kept Adam Duvall out of the NLCS last year. Uh, that's never a good thing, especially if your your primary job is to release and throw the ball at a high velocity. So I would expect him to start the game. I would expect kind of like what Tony and Will said earlier to uh, take that first offense possession and really try to try to show something not only to the fans but really to the team uh, that they know exactly they're exactly what they're doing they're on the right footing offensively speaking uh as they start heading into uh sec play um i would i I expect to see that whether it's jt daniels or carson beck um maybe blaylock's back maybe zamir keeps running kendall milton put a guy out for the season last week just by running over him i mean if you weren't impressed with the way that the running backs uh looked uh you know i don't know i don't know what game you're watching but i think this is a, a physical game by georgia and I think eventually uh, UAB calls uh, or asks to give up somewhere in the early part of the third quarter. I think Georgia wins going away 38-7. to seven. That sounds uh, pretty right. 
Uh, I'd like to see Daniels at least for a little bit, just to let him get get a, just get a touchdown pass under his belt, just oh, so you don't you don't have that come into your first SEC game. But I think if they can get out early, I don't have a problem with them throwing the ball around early and then just kind of sitting on it. Yeah, munching the, munch the clock. Yeah, uh, I, I'm comfortable with that. <clears throat> I think it's probably about where it goes. I would say Georgia thirty one. UAB ten. Um, I think I, I I agree with both y'all. Y'all are kind of on that the dead on where I would be. It's like I I think Daniels plays a couple of drives, but even if he doesn't, uh, you know it. You know, I still think we will see some some uh, some throwing a little more throwing. Because I think, frankly, I, I look, don't be surprised if the first drive we come out and run the ball just to see if we can. Yeah. Uh, because if we can run the ball, we'll absolutely throw the ball the next two drives. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that, that just means, okay, well, we can we can chew clock and still right. score. Um, I I think this was one of those games where I, I would be I'd be surprised we keep uh, UAB out of the end zone, but it's altogether possible. And for that reason, I'll just be just to be different and provocative. I will say Georgia wins thirty-eight to nine. Thirty-eight to nine. I thought you were going to say nothing. No, you no, no, no. Started pronouncing and that we, in. No, we both have, but all of us have them covering, right? Guys, twenty-six and a half. Yep. Interesting. I, don't, I have thirty-one ten. Thirty-one ten. Okay, that's right. So you're not covering. Uh, over under is somewhere between forty and ninety-seven. Since I'm bad at this, I don't know where it is. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we'll be. All right, gentlemen, I cannot wait to get out there. Uh, if I hope to see some of you all out there. We're all going to be all running around. I know it's the first one. Let's Remember, there's there's five more of these. So, like, you know, we got to pace yourself. pace yourself a little bit. Don't believe in it. I, I said, listen, when the schedule came out for the first time, I loved this idea as almost like the training wheels game. Yeah. It's the first one. It's 3.30. It's not noon, so you don't feel like it's rushed. You've got 3.30, so you can't go too crazy because it's 3.30, but you can still, like, have a full experience, have a full time. Drink and, your seltzers. And then go hard. Yeah. And then not made out hardcore, but, like, for for, SC, for for South Carolina for the seven thirty game feels like that's the, the, the this is the training wheels together. It's going to be great to be back out there. I, I can't wait. <laughs> We're watching the ESPN one hundred fifty and uh, Bob 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 Hope's introducing an All American team and there was somebody standing right beside Bob Hope and my broke brain went, my God, you're too close to Bob Hope. Get away from him. Yeah, no, sorry, no. Bob <laughs> Hope is already dead. He's still dead. <laughs> He's already dead. So Bob right. Hope, I feel like Bob Hope would have gotten vaccinated. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, be safe, everyone. Hopefully, we'll uh, see some of you out there this weekend. Uh, but hey, welcome back, everyone. There's actual football in Athens this weekend. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. And if you stop by El Barrio or the Pine Bar or the Root, send us a photo on Twitter, of course. Will mentioned his book and how it relates to Georgia football tailgating. So while you're in Athens this week, stop by Avid and Five Points and pick up a signed copy. Of course, if you're not available, just stop by Avid in Athens. There are links where you can buy it online listed in the show notes of this episode. And if you'd like to purchase a photo print and receive a Georgia Clemson photo edit for free included with the shipment of your photo print, I'll link the address to my shop page in the show notes as well. There is a limited edition Notre Dame Georgia print. Then there's about 20-something left. So, uh, I don't know. Just keep that in mind as well. (laughs) So, have a great rest of your week. And we'll finally get to see you on campus this weekend. Welcome back to Athens, y'all. And as always, go dogs.